The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to this Monday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And we are so glad you're with us as we have been going through the book of Psalms for a few months now. And as we work into this Christmas season, we'll be finishing this up or at least getting a little further into it. And in January, probably the uh, beginning of January, we're going to start answering these questions. There's already been several who have come my way, and they're phenomenal questions. And I hope that here in a couple weeks we'll jump in and be able to answer them for you. And uh, if you got more questions, and these are, they can be a Bible question. Why does the Bible say this? Or what is it, what does this passage mean? It can be, what do we, what does the Bible say about something in our current culture? It can be differences in belief. I've been taught this. What does the Bible say? Um, so there's anything, anything that would be a question to you, what will you do is communicate to me. If you have my number, text me or email, email the church um, website, bensalembaptist.org at the bottom of contact form and just Include your name and the question. We will not give your name online here. Uh, so you, I will just read the question, but not necessarily, or at least answer it, but not necessarily ask who it is. You have a freedom to ask the questions you want to ask. And hopefully that this can be a help as we hope to hire this to be. The Bible does truly is the source of truth and has the answers for everything. Today we're in Psalm chapter 118. I'm going to look at three verses in this chapter that uh, most believe is what's called messianic. It's future. Talking about the Messiah, talking about prophecy one day. And there's three aspects. Not only is it messianic, it also talks about um, Jesus. It all, and that's why it really is called messianic, talking about Jesus one day. But it's all prophetic. All talking about the future. And But not only is there great... Uh, the prophecy, and there's some truth in this. There's just some great practical aspects for us. And I I believe with all my heart, the Bible is extremely relevant to everything we go through. I think we kind of make it complicated. While there are truly things in Scripture that don't always make sense immediately, and they do require study and uh, I think, frankly, most of what we're going to look at is more is more simplistic, and, but it is relevant. We don't have to change the truth of Scripture to fit today. It was their way before what we see today. So I think today will be uh, fitting to that point. Psalm 118, I'm going to read a little bit of what he's talking about, starting in verse 19. The psalmist said, Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. I believe he's speaking ahead of ultimately the new kingdom. Uh, this is where the um, messianic starts. He goes, the gate, This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. He says, verse 21, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. He references that a few times here, that I speak out and he listens and he becomes my salvation, which we know in today, simplistically, is Jesus is the only way to heaven. It's not church or religion or works or any. It's, it's simply through putting my faith in Jesus, repenting of sin and calling on him. Uh, that's simply the simple answer to salvation today. And so, but he, he continues in three things, and starting in verse 22, that I, are great verses. Verse number 22 says this, the stone which the builders refuse is become a headstone of the corner. Now, let me explain a little bit of what, I, I was reading commentary earlier and they were stating we're kind of the history of what they believe this could be. It doesn't have a lot of Bible behind it, but they were saying that sometimes when um, stones were sent ahead of time, they would send this cornerstone, this established stone first. And a lot of times, because it was too early, the builders kind of set it aside. And because it was such a long time before they got around to doing it, it would be covered over with vines and things, and they'd lose it. It was refused. Um, the other term way to describe the word refused could also be translated despised and rejected. Now, if you read the passage, he was despised and rejected a man and man of selves and created with grief, and we hid as it were our transgressions from us. That's speaking of Jesus. So he says, the stone was the builder, that re- references Jesus. 
He was refused. He was despised and rejected. He has become the headstone of the corner. Uh, this speaks of obviously the church. The Bible says in Colossians, he is the head of the, the head of the um, the head of the corner of the church. He is the preeminence in the church. Uh, and so we understand that premise, but this talks about building, it talks about everything, really everything that builds, everything we hold on to. Jesus is the head of it. He's the corner of it, cornerstone. He is the one that will we find strength. And he said, the world has desired and has made a point to reject him, set him aside. They want nothing to do with him. They thought putting him on the cross would solve this and it only fulfilled prophecy. And so he said, at one point, the world system and the current world system still wants nothing to do with Jesus, his morality, his Bible, nothing. And he says, this one who's rejected, one day they will look and he will be. You know, Philippians says, every knee shall bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, this, this, this man, this, this God, this Jesus, who has been rejected of the world, one day the world will all bow down to in recognition of who he is. In verse 23, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. So it comes in, talks about that what's happening is God's doing. You know, when we look at the world and the craziness and everything going on, we can look at the fact that, you know, the pro God's, God's got to fulfill prophecy one day. And all of this is his doing. We look at the world and we, it just seems so chaotic, and it truly does seem chaotic. But you know that everything that is established, God has a plan. He knew it. I'm not saying that God made all this happen. God knew it would happen. It's called the foreknowledge of God. God knew things ahead of time. He knew, and so he's established his plan based upon what he knew would happen, how Satan would react, how we would react, and ultimately how this world would bring itself to the brink where end times could fulfill itself. This is the Lord's doing. Now we can use that same verse in a lot of different areas when we see God working in our home. We see God working in our church. We see God working in our community. When God begins to work, he's going to work. No one can force him to do it. No one can stop him from doing it. And that's the key is we have to be desiring his work. Not, not, we can't manipulate it. We can't force it. We can't beg it. This is God's work. And that's what, you know, and I say what we look for is we want to see God's work. You see God's movement. So we talk, and then number four, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Frankly, I think when we look at that from a practical point, that verse is complicated for us to look at sometimes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And so you ask yourself a question. The things that have taken place, the things you look back and say, Lord, wow, what, why? What happened? What's going on? I ask, do we look at it and say, what, what's going on? How, how, how can we rejoice and be glad in what God has allowed to happen today. You know, we get up and if the weather's perfect and everything works out for us, we say, thank you, Jesus. But we get up and things don't work out the way we want. It's still his day. It's still what he knew was going to happen. He still allowed the sun come up and allowed the things into the lives of his people. That was his plan. And we should rejoice in it. What do we rejoice in? Do we rejoice in the events of the day? No, we rejoice in the fact that this is God's day. He's still in control. He knows what's going on. He's aware of whatever it is that you facing. Whatever it is that's come in your path, he's aware of it. So this is his day. He's in charge. We rejoice and be glad. We rejoice and be glad because God's in control and aware. And so we put our trust in him. We put our confidence in him because we are not enduring this alone. And that's what we find that. So we look at his, his he is the corner of everything going on. He, uh, he's, this is his doing. He's in control. And this is the day he hath made. Now what we does is we look, go back and look at the preeminence of Jesus and who he is and the power he has. And this is why we put our trust in him. He's not just a religious figure. He's not just another God or spiritual being that people look at as one of the many in the world. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the great I am, the only one. This is God. 
This is Jesus, and this is the one we put our trust in. And obviously, if you were to look up the next few verses, then the psalmist continues to kind of go away from the Messianic time and begins to talk about what he will do. He goes, I beseech thee, O Lord, I beseech thee, um, send prosperity. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. God is the Lord. He showeth us the light. Thou art my God. So he, he spent some time finishing this section of scripture in worship and praise to Almighty God because he recognizes who he is. And that's really what we, we can do. We can continue to praise him because we know who he is and we know all that he has the answers. And so I guess, I don't know what it is that, I mentioned this a couple days ago, one of those that I, I just, in, and I mentioned this Sunday, so many people that I've known or I know of in connection have just endured drastic things in their life. And I sometimes say, Lord, what, what are you doing? What is going on? And I have to go back and place my memory, my reminder of the fact that God, this is his plan. He's in control. He's not surprised. He's not shocked. And we need to just put our trust in him and allow him to continue to, to move us through. And he's got a plan. So we find out what it is. What is his plan? What is he going to do? And I just keep focusing, keep going. Uh, Psalm 119.105, that word is a lamp unto my feet and light my path. Stay in the word of God. Stay in prayer. Keep following him. We will look back one day and see and be and clearly see God's hand all over it. But until then, when we can't, we must walk by faith. And he says in Scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not always clear right away. But our faith in God is what drives us, and we keep following him. But we can because we know who he is. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning, giving us a couple minutes to look into the Word of God. We truly hope this is a help and encouragement, as a reminder of who the God, who we follow. Uh, we hope you join us the rest of this week as we start to continue to go live every day at 11. If you miss it online, you can watch it later through YouTube or Facebook or listen to it through any one of the audio podcast platforms you use. They'll be on there. And if you want to follow along with us, you can. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time.